Welcome to Audio Gyan with Kedar Nimkar, a podcast that documents insightful conversations with Indian designers, artists, musicians, writers, thinkers, and creatives of all types. Catch us on iTunes or visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Here's your host, Kedar Nimkar. Today, I have Ambi Parmeshwaram with us on Audio Gyan. Ambi brings with him over 35 years of experience in marketing, sales, and advertising. He is an alumnus of IIT Madras and an honor roll graduate of IIM Calcutta. He has a PhD from Mumbai University and has also done an advanced management program from Harvard Business School. He is author of seven books and more than hundred articles. Ambi has been involved in building of brands such as Tata Indica, Santoor, TCS, and many more. Uh, actually, I would like to tell listeners uh, to check his website brand-buildings dot com. Uh, uh it is it is quite comprehensive with lot of articles uh, published by him so yeah and uh, today we are here uh, to know uh, some bits of branding some insights and lot of uh, lot of takeaways uh, when it comes to building a brand so first of all thank you ambi for giving your time and it's a real honor to have you on audio game uh, thank you uh, thank you kedar that was uh, very kind thank you for inviting me to be on your uh, podcast uh, show mm. happy to be here yeah. as you know i you've been doing these podcasts for what two uh, years three years, years now three yeah. years now i am a bit of a newbie i started podcasting just about 6 7 months ago mm. but uh, happy to be here happy to yeah. be part of the podcast uh, revolution taking place in our country sure. thank you yeah i uh, people should check out uh, the sponge podcast on ivm network yes uh, yeah i did a podcast on my last book uh, sponge leadership lessons i learned from my clients on the ivm uh, network. podcast network with amit doshi so those of your listeners interested in uh, knowing more about leadership lessons they can check out the podcast it's sponge podcast on ivm yeah, yeah. thank you uh, so yeah i mean uh, i've i've kept the like a very broad outline of few questions and i would like just you to take the complete charge of how you want to uh give share your learnings about brand building but just to set context uh like since i come from an online uh, advert uh, online product building uh domain i wanted to understand how dependent is brand building um based on a good product or a service or then marketing or then positioning or media buying how does that work i mean what's the core which needs to be really fundamentally correct to make a good brand okay i think that's a broad question yeah. you know and i can keep talking for a long time on that question uh which is really saying what is important is a is a brand important or is technology important is it even relevant do brands uh, are brands going to survive will technology take over so these are kind of questions kind of existential questions which have plagued the marketing world for a long time uh brand if you were to ask me what is a brand uh, there are many definitions the american uh, marketing association says brand is a name logo which uh, distinguishes one product from that of its competitors offering something unique to the consumers but that's a little too complex uh, so the nicest uh, definition of a brand is what i came across uh, reading a very classic book on advertising called scientific advertising it's it's a it's now 50 or 60 or 70 years old uh, written by a very famous copywriter called uh, 
Claude Hopkins, who used to be at that time the highest paid copywriter in the world. He was a copywriter in an agency called Lord & Thomas, which later became Footcone Building, FCB. And I was in FCB Ulka for many, many years. Hmm. So I'm fond of recounting the story. So Claude Hopkins said, said this in his book, uh, a name that tells a story. So oh. brand is nothing but a name that tells a story. So in a sense, all of us in the business of advertising, creative, design, are storytellers. Uh, our whole job is to take a name and almost like uh, in a samosa, you put masala inside, right? And then you... So we are really in the business of putting all that uh, story inside a name so that when I tell the name, uh, the consumer automatically recalls the story. So I worked on, on a brand called Santur, which is today the second largest soap brand in the country. Now, if I say Santur to may not be to you, but to the core target consumer who's in Andhra or Karnataka, Kerala, uh, Maharashtra, I tell them, look, uh, what does Santur mean to you? They will immediately recall, huh, makes you look young. Uh, you know, a mother will be mistaken I'll for a that. college girl. Mummy's ka wo aata hai. You know, they'll, so they'll remember the whole story. So brand building is about infusing uh, a story into a brand, into a name. And when a name starts, uh, you know, reflecting that story, then your job is done. And then the job is then to to make sure that uh, you keep putting, you know, keep replenishing the stock and therefore it stays exciting, happy, you know, etc., etc., etc. So that job of putting in, you know, a story into a, into a name is going to continue forever. Because if you remember, I mean, whatever anthropologists tell us, uh, what differentiates human beings from other animals is our ability to tell a story. So by telling stories, we remember lessons and we pass down those lessons from generation to generation. So the oldest example of storytelling is when uh, hunter-gatherers, you know, you know, sit around a fire and start trading. You know, this is what happened, this is what happened, this happened, that happened. So you start trading stories. So we are all storytellers. So brand building is, is really storytelling, uh, you know, putting stories into, into names and therefore making the names become, become brands. Mm. So in and and you know uh, some years ago, uh, I think about fifteen years ago, a book came out uh, written by a lady called Naomi Klein. A book was called No Logo, and it was a big bestseller. In in No Logo, Naomi Klein said that look, brand marketers are actually conning the public. Hmm. Uh, they they get these cheap products made in China uh, and they sell it to us at 10 times or 20 times the price. Now, with the availability of information, um, a consumer today can actually check that the same product is sold under a different name for $3. Uh, why should I therefore pay $35 or $135 for a, for a Nike shoe? So she said, era of no logo is here. Uh, consumers are going to become very smart. They will know that uh, what they buy on the roads of Fashion Street in Mumbai is the same thing they pay uh, 10 times the price to buy in the Palladium Mall or the DLF, you know, Emporia in Delhi 
why will they do that you know so this is all going to go away all this is going to go away logos are going to go away you know brands are going to go away consumers are going to become very smart and etc etc that didn't happen uh, and and 3 uh, or 4 years after the book became a huge success uh, economist magazine uh, came out with a cover story said pro logo and it said look consumers love brands as much as uh, as as manufacturers and therefore you're not going to see these brands are not going to vanish you know anytime mm-hmm. soon brands are going to continue because consumers like brands okay so 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 if you look at the product side of stories you know whether it is uh, it is a, a, a shoe or a t-shirt or a soap or a shampoo brands have been there uh, for probably 100 years brands have faced threats brands have faced threats from what are called Uh, own 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 brands, which is you know, say Walmart having its own brand, or now Reliance Retail having its own brand. Uh, they face those threats, but they've come out of it. They've survived, uh, and I don't think they're going to go away simply because brands serve a big, you know, serve a cause to consumers. It it, it helps consumers to buy things very quickly, uh, and you know you can trust. You know, if you buy this detergent and you put two spoons into the bucket, it'll foam. there are no surprises and as consumers you know we want to reduce as many surprises as possible because we do have enough surprises otherwise mm-hmm. so you don't want to open a you know uh, squeeze a, a tube of toothpaste and suddenly find that something red coming out of it you know so you want you want stability you want you want trust so that's going to continue now coming you know the area the what you asked about which is are those rules which have been kind of written for beer and for biscuits and for soap and for shampoo and even for say cars and for uh airlines airlines yeah, yeah airlines or hotels or banks would they be applicable in the digital world hmm. actually uh, uh, sorry before jumping to that if we can uh, if you can also tell us uh, like is there any case study which uh, has illustrated that brands have a longer shelf life just because of brand building but not really having a great product no that's that's doesn't work you know i mean that doesn't work uh, actually i mean is there any is there any pattern i mean yes because of great marketing great uh, media buying great strategy in overall marketing the product they have sustained a certain amount of time but it has tapered down just because the and that sustenance period is there any any uh, number to it the, you know one is that as they say uh good advertising kills a bad product faster than bad advertising okay so if i have a lousy product i do very good advertising a lot of people will try it they'll find it lousy and the product will die whereas if i have a lousy product and i have poor advertising slowly people will try it and <laughs> so it will take the product probably one or two years to die so i don't know if you remember there was a uh there was a product which was launched with a huge fanfare in india uh it came from the same company which made the ceasefire you know i think it was it was something called vacuumizer i don't know i, I forget the name of that product uh, uh which is you put this stuff you know put it into a jar anything you put into a jar let's say you put chivda into this jar and then you vacuumize it so you mm. remove the air mm-hmm. and the chivda will stay fresh for longer now uh, you know first of all they released a full page ad in the times of india <laughs> and i read the ad at the end of which i didn't understand what it was for 
So the same day, I had a meeting with one of my clients. And uh, he said, yeah, you saw this thing, yeah, you know, fantastic product they've advertised. So I said, yeah, I didn't. I read the whole ad. You know, I read the whole ad, the whole ad, but 1,500 words, I read the whole bloody thing. I didn't understand. Why should I buy it? You know, if I fill a jar to the brim with chuda, all the oxygen has gone out, right? I just need to close it up. And why do I need to pump to remove the air? I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. So he said, what do you mean? You know, it's a very good ad, yaar. Ye bada success hoga and all that. I said, okay, let's take a bet. Put your wallet on the table. I'll put my wallet on the table. I guarantee this product will flop within a month. Are? So truth be told, you know, people went and checked it out. A lot of people went and checked it out and found it a very stupid product, hmm. right? So it died. It died within a few months. Now the same product, if they had sl- launched it slowly, hmm. maybe it would have survived for longer, right? And they would have figured out how to f- fix the communication problem. You know, today we're talking in this country. There is a communication problem today. Overall, right? The two parties are fighting, not not communicating with each other, right? So, good advertising will kill a bad product faster than bad advertising. Hmm. If you have a bad product, pray that you have poor advertising. So, hmm. at least it will continue for some time and you'll be able to figure out that it's a bad product and you'll fix the product, hmm. right? So, so, I don't think there are any cases where a lousy product has been saved by good advertising it doesn't work mm-hmm. it doesn't work i don't think i don't think it works the and, and the reason why i was asking this also is uh, like a lot of people are putting out great content out there so there are individual people who are now becoming brands right so you have any take on that as well oh well i think uh, you know branding itself uh, i was uh, doing some research on when did this uh, entire the branding itself is not too old you know it's about 50 to 60 years old uh, as a concept okay you know the oldest old, oldest journal oldest uh, academic uh, work on branding is probably 50 uh, 50 or 60 years old you know uh, in fact i graduated from calcutta 40 years ago so mm-hmm. 60 years old mm-hmm. right um, but there are instances when uh, hitler used to have a propaganda and it is okay so that you know you then put a brand name on it but in those days it was not called brand it was called reputation Hmm. it was called trademark it was called trade name Hmm. but it was not called brand but the the concept of personal branding Hmm. has also been there for a long time but uh, Tom Peters wrote a book called brand me Uh, it was an article which came I think in uh, fast company just 25 25 years ago when he said, look, people are also brands, uh, just like uh, soap and car and thing, people are also brands. And then he said, look, how do you build your own? Today, there are image consultants who can advise a CEO how to build his brand. Hmm. Uh, that if you're a CEO of a company, you need to have a presence on Twitter. You need to have a presence on, on probably LinkedIn. You need to be dressed in a particular way. You need to talk in a particular way. Uh, you need to appear in the right places, etc., etc., etc. So every, and and you wait. Our to prime minister is the biggest example. Oh yeah, he, he's he's master at at, <laughs> at brand building and uh, including the dress he wears, right? I mean, he he brought uh, the whole concept of uh, um, wearing this uh, you know half sleeve jacket, uh, and, and and that's become kind of it's become a corporate apparel now. You know, in in corporate events, you know. I, when I do my book talks, I wear those, you know, the the, the <laughs> half sleeve jacket. But it, today you can wear it and walk into a 
any formal affair it's seen as is formal wear which i think is good because for a country like ours the typical tie and jacket is actually quite stifling so so every one is a brand uh and what are you doing do you do you know you're a brand uh and what are you doing to build your brand reputation what are you doing to build your brand identity what are you doing to build your your brand relevance right is a is a big question and that's uh, that can take uh, a whole podcast to to discuss about but uh, in short uh, what i tell people is understand that you're a brand right and uh, and what are you doing to to build that brand um uh, how are you communicating because what has happened is youngsters suddenly have realized that all the the kind of funny photograph they posted on facebook the recruiters can access mm. right and they suddenly say oh god you know and if you post something on 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 the digital media it is there forever you know you can't pull it down you can't pull down a drunken uh, you know a face which you put up on facebook and then suddenly realize oh i'm going to appear for an interview at at amazon and these guys are going to check my you know facebook profile yeah. i'm sorry you know they're going to find it <laughs> you know you can't go and say i'm a teetotaler you know at least that that much you can't do but yeah first so so branding branding originally was what we call patent medicine that's where probably branding was first used then it went into uh from products it went into services service brands again are 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 being have been studied in depth whether it is a, a, a airline hotel banks all of them are brands but the the big difference between a a product brand and a service brand is that a service brand changes with every interaction the customer has with the service hmm like i may be used to a so you mean to say they they change as per the biggest client they have no 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 it no uh, no what i mean is a service brand changes with every interaction the customer has with it because the service brand is nothing but the employees working for that service mm-hmm. right so i i walk into an indigo uh, aircraft and the lady smiles at me and says you know uh what a good morning good, good morning yeah. sir or whatever it's one thing so i the next time i walk into indigo airline i expect them to say good morning and instead you know they turn their face away and i say look i've been treated rudely right so every single employee working in a service organization has to understand the brand and has to understand what they have to do to live the brand so i have a fairly long talk on what i call living the brand uh, and living the brand is critical for a service industry um we all say that you know one of the things which you know public sector banks are criticized in this country uh, and private sector banks are you know and are praised but one of the thing which the public sector bank understand is the personalization mm-hmm. so a lot of them recognize you by face they invite you and the manager will take you in so that's something speak in your language yeah, and you know that's something which uh, you know an mnc bank you know cannot replicate that easily so a service brand every interaction it has with a customer changes hmm. and it has to be conscious of that which means if you have 50000 employees working with you all 50000 need to know what does your brand stand for and what is uh, what is to be done and what is not to be done uh, how to how not to behave as much as how to how to behave hmm. 
so so we had product brands from product brands went to service brands then we got understanding personality brands how personality brands are different whether it's a film star politicians even you and me are brands and now we are getting into an area what we call digital brands which which really don't exist right i mean they are all existing in probably some cloud somewhere now the question you asked is is branding relevant to them mm. uh, i think it's as relevant as it is to to uh, any other type of brand so if i go to let's say book my show and i expect a particular level of look and feel if tomorrow you suddenly change it you know i'm not i'm you know you may provide the same service so i'm going to be a little disturbed hmm. uh, and and therefore because i expect a particular branding experience hmm. and so digital brands you cannot say that because i'm digital i am not a brand you know digital is as much a brand as as anything else hmm. yeah so when you say that uh, if you change the look and feel of say book my show uh, it's more like a experiential change but these are the internal discussions discussions which we are having internally that uh, if you are building a great product uh, why to go and market it will because of the internet media and overall uh, uh, democratization of access um, you really build a great product then why do you need uh to promote it further because it's solving these things are built to solve i'm coming to that question of uh discounting and this but for now uh these are meant to solve problems they are solving certain areas like uber solving the travel problem so if the product is great why do they need to unless this mark like unless there's a huge competition you need to build a brand and market it but otherwise uh, is do you think it's required in the current time i think i think uh those days are gone when you know say that you know i build a great product and and the consumer is going to queue outside my door that's not going to happen mm. uh, consumer is very busy with whatever he is doing so you got to market your product okay mm. so even if you have a great product uh you know in 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 aerospace you know in in uh, space technology there is this concept of escape velocity so mm. the earth tends to pull everything down So if you want to go to space the first hurdle you have to cross is get out of the earth's gravitational field. Mm. So to get out you need to hit what is called the escape velocity. When you hit escape velocity then you are into space. Mm. After that even a little bit of energy can take you very far because you know there is no resistance. So similarly even if you have a great product you need to give it escape velocity. You need to get that critical number of people to come and experience your product. After that so we have this whole thing right uh, crossing paid, the chasm kind yeah, of yeah exactly crossing the chasm thing and or or this paid owned and earned media so you need to do enough on paid and owned so that you get enough earned media right mm-hmm. so even if you have a great product if you don't give it enough thrust okay it will it will not escape if it doesn't escape it's not going to cross the chasm and if it doesn't cross the chasm it's going to stay within the 5% 10% uh, uh consumer so mm-hmm. even a great product great experience has to get that initial thrust mm. and once you get the initial thrust then you are a unlike other product categories in a digital product you know who your customers are right and you are constantly monitoring whether they are happy with your product or unhappy with your product what are they happy with what are they unhappy with and you can keep fine tuning it and improving it and if you do that well then you know 
you can actually keep your customers get more and more money out of them and also get them to spread the word to get more people into your brand mm-hmm. right so i think i think you cannot say that you know i have got a great product mm-hmm. people will come people mm-hmm. will find out and come they will not come mm-hmm. if you and also it has to do with the growing chaos of brands also right oh yeah i mean there yeah. are much more uh, choices today than what it was mm-hmm. you know say 20 30 years ago mm-hmm. yeah very much so uh, i mean this as you mentioned in the start this about brands the conversation can keep happening i'm just trying to restrict and making it sort of relevant to the uh, audio can listeners and uh, we know like few recognizable brands in the market who are just throwing discounts and trying to build that brand so how will how will they react to that escape velocity thing because they are throwing discounts gaining market share and then what is going to happen next because they they might land up in that atmosphere which is out of the escape velocity yeah. but then so, what will happen yeah so so we are living in very interesting times uh there is actually a lot of money in the world right a lot of cheap capital in the world and if you and you know that if you're in japan you put your money in the bank the bank will take away some money every year from you right in america if you put money in the bank uh you get probably 1% right if you're lucky oh that's that's yeah. yeah if you're lucky the normal rate is probably less than 1% oh god okay, okay. so there's a lot of money there's a lot of money in the market where does the money go the money flows to markets where there is growth right so whether it flows into india it flows into uh china it flows into indonesia vietnam. these are large these are large economies yeah. and then of course you know vietnam sri lanka and some of the african countries you know are doing very well so money flows here so this is uh, what i call very patient capital you know they are willing to put the money and wait for 10 years for the return right uh, and 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 therefore a lot of cheap money is coming here right as a result a lot of companies including your ola uber netflix amazon prime all of them have unlimited amount of cash right and they're willing to wait for 5 years 10 years 15 years right and they're discounting they're discounting to get customers once so the whole thing is about give discount get the customer on your platform get the customer habituated to your platform then the customer will cannot go away once you know the customer cannot go away you can actually start charging them more mm-hmm. or by then your platform is so big economies of scale start kicking in and you start actually making money so look at what ola and uber have managed to do they made the whole taxi experience so convenient today i know a lot of people youngsters you know people probably slightly younger than you who say why do i need a car you know why do i need to buy a car you know where to park it and people in my age group are saying why do i need a car yeah driver driver falls ill driver wants money why do i need all that so a lot of my friends are saying you know i manage with ola ola and uber right once you got habituated to ola uber you sold your car or you not bought your car you are stuck right tomorrow ola uber can charge you more uh, same thing applies to to amazon uh, same thing applies to netflix uh, once you cut they call cable cutting right once you cut your cable right and then you now dependent on amazon and uh, and netflix to give you entertainment and you willing then you willing to pay more right. so this will happen now whether it will happen in 3 years 5 years we don't know like the entire telecom war in this country uh, reliance jio 
has announced that they're going to charge. They're going to increase their charge. And so has Voda Idea, so has Airtel. So they've all increased their fees. So they will they will charge more money and uh, they will get you to pay more. So the unfortunate thing is a lot of e-commerce need not be discounting. Hmm. Like, for example, uh, Book My Show is a great convenience. So, you know, look at the amount of trouble it has taken away from my life. You know, otherwise, I had to go to the movie theater early or send someone with the money, book the ticket, come back, and then go two days later. It's taken away all that. Sitting in my house, I can, you know, pick whichever movie you want to go to, block the seats, and land up there. Hmm. Literally, I can time myself to land up there when the when the national anthem starts. <laughs> if I'm patriotic, so I can stand to the national anthem sing. If I'm not patriotic, I can wait till the national anthem get in when the national anthem ends, so that I can go and sit down. So it's not all that, right? I mean, if you remember, uh, the person who pioneered all this was IRCTC, hmm. right? Indian Railway Transport Corporation. At that time, they actually, you know, internet penetration was so low, they used to deliver tickets to your house. Okay, but you had to pay through credit card. But they'll deliver the ticket to your house, and then they switch to pay. You know, so in fact, they, book my show started the same yeah, way. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So, so it's it's so you're doing a great convenience. Unfortunately, competition means you can't charge that premium. Hmm. Right? Imagine why should why should I not pay Big Basket a little extra because he's going to deliver all the you know fruits and vegetables to my house. It's saving me whatever one hour uh, of you know going to the market and picking stuff up. But because of competition, Big Basket is discounting, mm. right? Uh, because of competition, Amazon is discounting, right? So there are two things at play here. One is you discount in order to onboard new customers. Then you discount to keep them with you and not go away to competition. And then slowly the competition gets killed. After that, it becomes either a monopoly or a duopoly. Then you can start taking up your prices. Hmm. So this will game will play out in mobile services. It will play out in in taxi services. It will play out everywhere. Hmm. Uh, There's also more, also one more aspect because of this behavior. They keep coming for the initial discounts, and you gather as much data as you can, and then serve them personalized hmm. so that. You have the entire ecosystem built, like super apps, right? Now yeah. you just need one thing, and then you leverage that. But yeah, as you said, they have that patient capital. But uh, once suddenly you continue to discount or continue, still you think people will be attached to that brand, brand brands per se. I think so. I think. Uh, I think. Um, I mean, I I don't want to disrespect anybody, but still, if you see, Tata as a brand has a different uh, perspective versus Reliance, right? So there is very subtle something which is I don't know what to call it, but there's something different. So what is that? No, but you know, let's be fair. Tata was not very successful in the telecom business, hmm. right? But Reliance has turned out to be successful. So the, the bigger umbrella yeah, of like no, the, unfo- the Ratan no. Tata and the Dhirubhai. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, unfortunately, consumer is in a sense short-sighted and also uh, greedy, right? So consumer will keep switching uh, and trying to use you know cash back this that, but finally, finally, brand will matter, right? Finally, when 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 you know why will I go to Flipkart or Amazon? 
which one will i go to both are offering it at the same price you know where will i why will i why will i pick amazon or why will i pick flipkart hmm. it will depend on what was my last experience with amazon or the last experience with flipkart now if my last order was cancelled by amazon i'm going to be upset right so i'll say okay let me try flipkart hmm. so whether you know in spite of discounts uh, your choice of brands will continue to be based on your experience with those brands hmm. and like you said what you feel about an overall let's say a tata you know versus airlines versus an aditya birla or versus a, a mahindra you know there is something at the back which will also play a role so while discounts are here to stay they're not going to go away uh consumer will also figure out how to make the maximum out of all these discounts and in spite of all this my feeling is the brands will continue to have a an important say in the commerce whether mm-hmm. it is you know e-commerce or whether it is you know physical commerce yeah is there any intent uh do consumers are reflective enough to know the intent of the founder why he started and thereby associate with that brand which simon sinek generally speaks about oh you okay you know simon sinek has that thing right the golden circle yeah. uh, it starts with why and i think um, there's also interesting another book called baked in uh, i think it's by crispin uh, boguski has written that uh, book called baked in no so there is an important thing right so Uh, even in india even a, a consumer go you go and ask a consumer who owns amul they'll say it is owned by a cooperative it's owned by farmers mm. so you ask them uh, where does the profits go in a tata company they'll say it goes to hospitals mm. right so it helps you know consumers consumers know that mm. which is why uh, uh, tatas tend to get a higher mind share compared to all other business groups because they managed to uh, shall we say project their brand mm. uh, better than anyone else i mean all 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 groups do charity but tata 65% of their uh, shareholding is really with uh, with with the tata trust right so uh, and and uh, you can't uh, but acknowledge that they have built some great uh, institutions around the country whether it is the indian institute of science or or uh, the tata memorial hospital uh, in bombay and now tata memorial cancer center in calcutta in cpa so they've done so much so when you buy a tata product somewhere in the back of your mind you feel that one you're not going to be cheated to some part of the profits will go towards something good hmm. okay which which actually assuages your feeling but then if you find another product next shelf which is 20% cheaper <laughs> will you will you pick tata will you pick the other product my chances are that customer is going to pick the other product mm-hmm. chalo nevertheless like i mean morally ethically or whatever whatever you call it uh, but still they have to do that brand building right because they have to tell that stories to to tell that yes we have built a not yeah. just tata memorial uh, cancer hospital but Yeah, yeah you, you know yeah. this they stop telling that story they going to lose the 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 halo which they have mm. today they have a nice halo which mm. they will lose yeah, yeah. um so we have to keep i mean brand building is about you know telling the story again and again and again mm-hmm. and you tell it nicely the consumer will remember and consumer will continue to buy your brand mm-hmm. you stop telling it 
then the consumer is going to get confused he's going to go away you know yeah, yeah. so whichever brand you're working on i mean whether whether you yourself are a brand so you need to realize that the other thing if if the listener is say a designer working in an agency or working in a in a company you have to understand what is the brand you're working on what does the brand stand for and uh, and therefore how can you reflect that in your work uh if i am a banking uh app right uh, i should reflect stability i should reflect solidity i should reflect reliability i should reflect trust i can't change the font of a banking website every month mm. right as simple as a font and changing the font is going to i mean you know what happened when gap changed its uh, yeah. its logo right so gap is a fashion brand so i would say gap was okay in trying to change the logo but if i'm a i'm a bank and i keep changing the font in my website every month i'm going to confuse my customer yeah. though my product may be very good my service may be very good my interest rate may be very good i keep changing my font every month consumers going to get confused yeah. so branding matters even at that smallest level correct the font you use the colors you use the 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 graphics you use everything matters mm-hmm. well i think uh, this can go on and on but just to conclude uh, i have like one last request if you can share few insights or few tips for individual uh, not just content owners but there are like i've been uh, interviewing uh, illustrators and graphic artists who are now independently running their own studio or probably just working on their own these small little foundries which are doing some amazing job of creating new regional fonts uh any any uh thoughts on how they can build their brand in this noisy because i'm struggling very hard to interview the right people because i get disillusioned by the number of followers people have on instagram and i think he or she is a great like following i should interview and then maybe things don't turn out the way i expect at least so how do you uh build that brand to start sending signal to the people as opposed to the noise which is created but well, there is a lot of noise but um but if you're a if you're a designer uh, and if you're a type foundry or whatever you know you need to first of all figure out who what is my brand hmm. what does my brand stand for how am i different from someone else uh like you know go back to the story of rk joshi who was one of the uh, founding art directors at at ulka uh while he was an art director and he created great campaigns what took him apart was his ability to create fonts and he's the one who created this uh devnagari type english font you know all the all the devnagari has that little thing on top right i don't know what what zero rekha yeah that yeah. thing which is on top mm-hmm. so he was the first person to think of that and he created that mm-hmm. and then he retired from uh, ulka and then he went to uh, uh design center at yeah. iit bombay and he continued there as a professor for many years but he took that right i mean his his origin was not typography but he moved into typography and he built his reputation there mm. so you may do all kinds of design but if you say no i will my specialization is illustration right and then i keep experimental illustration but you do everything else right mm. so you need to figure out what is that one thing so in in branding again we talk of point of parity and point of difference 
point of parity is what everyone does you have to do it if someone comes to you do a pack design you have to do a pack design you know and the pack will have four sides or five sides or six sides you can't say no no i don't do pack design but then you know what's your difference my difference is the way you use colors mm-hmm. right uh, the way i the way you you mix colors up you know so you have to find your point of difference and then start excelling and if you do that then you will get genuine followers on instagram hmm. and you'll get genuine friends on 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 linkedin and facebook and you'll be able to actually build a brand hmm. so if can i conclude by saying to tell the right story or to tell your story you need to find the find your voice first is that fair to say yeah yeah i, th- <laughs> I think that would be right you got to decide what is your voice what is your inner voice hmm. and then tell that story uh, convincingly uh, so that people will remember your story and if they remember your story they'll remember you if they remember you they'll come to you for work <laughs> right yeah cool i think this is a good good job thank you so, thank you very much for yeah. having me and i wish audio gyan kedar and all your listeners all the very best uh, for the coming year and beyond yeah, yeah thank, thank you. you thank you it thank was you. real honor talking to you Are, thank you very much yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah and on on a closing note uh, do check out the sponge podcast on ivm and uh, the book is out it's called sponge uh, leadership lessons i uh, learned from my clients and love from clients from ambi parmeshwaram thank you sir thank you thank you kedar and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye